What's up, everybody? What's cracking like with the booty smacking? It's the one and only your favorite photographer, Notorious One, broadcasting to you live and direct here at the AC headquarters in North Hollywood, California. And we are back with another phenomenal show. This is What's the Word in case you don't know. Today is Tuesday, August 15th, day 227th of the year. Like I said before, let's make it count. And um, if what, I hope everybody had a marvelous day, but if, if for whatever reason you didn't, no worry. The special guest I'm about to um, introduce, she has a very soothing voice. So I'm pretty sure if you know about her, hopefully she sings to us, you know, that bad day will turn good. But I want to take the chance to say this. I want to say happy birthday to Nipsey Hussle. Today is his birthday. And um, Nipsey Hussle, man, you know, that's, that's a, one of my favorite rappers. If ever I'm having a bad day, if ever I'm frustrated, if ever I'm feeling any type of way, I need motivation, I always listen to the victory lap. For sure, that that motivates me a lot to, to you know, to to just, you know, prosper and be a better person. So I want to say happy birthday to Nipsey Hussle. Um, you know, the Marathon Continue logo is all money in logo. Um, that motivated me so much that when I, when I started doing photography, um, I needed to... I pretty much hit up the guy that created his logo, and that's the one that made my logo, in case you guys didn't know. So shout out to George Benitez. You know, at the end of the day, it's all because of Nipsey Hussle, so I just want to say that, you know. But um, nevertheless, the special guest that I have here today, um, I first heard her sing at the, I want to say it's called Viclasso's, and, and uh, it was in Long Beach. Um, you know, uh, I want to give a shout out to my Uncle JR. He was performing. I got there late, unfortunately. I'm sorry, Uncle. I admit it. But as I was getting there, I seen Danny Trejo, and he had three artists, if I'm not mistaken. It was Twixie, Tara, and Amora J, right? So I heard her sing, and she was actually singing a, a Selena cover. So I said, wow, okay. You know, she got skills. So with that being said, um, ladies and gentlemen, I introduce you to you guys, the beautiful and talented Amora J. Hey guys. What's up, Amora? How you doing today? I'm doing so good. How are you today? I'm doing great. I just want to say thank you so much for coming through. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. No, definitely. And I see you putting in so much work. I see you, you know, recently you were just in Chicago. I seen you, uh, you were at being interviewed by LA Times as well. Yeah. And you yeah. were also at uh, Fox News too, right? Yeah, Fox News. Now real quick, um, for somebody that majored in journalism, right? And you actually, uh, you had an internship for Fox mm -hmm. to now suddenly being interviewed at Fox. Please explain to me how did that feel? You know, it was such a different experience because when I did my internship, I was the one interviewing people. Right. And so to be on the other end of that was a whole other feeling. But in the best way possible, it was just a feeling that I, you know, I never thought that I would experience. And man, I'm just like... I think that I was meant to just be in the entertainment field, whether it was reporting or singing or doing something. But the fact that that happened, I was just like, this is confirmation that I'm at the right place at the right time. Yes. Yes, for sure. But I want to take it to the very beginning. Right. I want to talk about I want to get to your talent, the reason that you're here. But before that, let's, let's tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Um, so what were you born and raised? So I was actually born in L.A., um, but I moved to Dallas, Texas when I was 10. So yeah, I basically was raised in Texas. And as soon as I graduated college from Texas State University, I decided to move back to LA. And so I feel like I kind of missed out on a lot of like the LA culture. Right. 
but coming back made me realize like dang like this is my home you know yeah. and despite you know living in in dallas like i have so much love for dallas and i made so many great friends going to school like near austin was amazing too but i just think that LA is where I'm meant to be. I'm just at my happiest. Oh, when for I'm sure. Here. Yeah. yeah. You know what they say? There's nothing like LA, but let's slow it down just, to, <laughs> just, just a little bit. So you're 10 years old and you moved to Texas, correct? Yeah. So yeah. at 10 years old, what, you're in fifth grade? Yeah, I was like in fifth grade. So yeah. explain to me the, the transition, you know, from, I mean, you're in fifth grade, you already have all your friends. Um, you know, you're the oldest, right? So, yeah. so, you know, you're, you're the only one that pretty much already has all your friends. And then suddenly your parents tell you, okay, we're going to Texas. Yeah. Were you a little bit heartbroken? How did that feel? I was so mad at my parents. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you take me away from my people? Um, but you know what? Like the transition was a little scary, especially because it's a whole other atmosphere. Texas is so different from California and not having any friends, not any family, it was it was just kind of crazy, but I think ultimately I kind of got used to the lifestyle. I made a lot of great friends, and you know I think that it shaped me to be who who I am today. So I think that like ultimately I'm just blessed that I got to have the opportunity to to go to Texas and come back. You know, right? Yeah. So then, okay, so you go to Texas, and obviously, like you just said, it's a whole different lifestyle. Everything mm -hmm. is a lot different. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you go from Los Angeles being the majority Latinos. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, a lot of Latinos. Now, here. now you go to Texas. How is that like? Who are you going to school with? Yeah, I. Um, it was kind of like a mix, I want to say, but I think majority is um, black and white, and there's like scattered Hispanics depending on like what area. But I was raised in specifically Mesquite, Texas, and um that's kind of like what it was like for my experience so i think that like i got a little bit of everything you know but the people are great the people are like super friendly southern hospitality you know it's it's definitely true so so it's safe to say they're more i guess in in texas they're a lot nicer than in la <laughs> yeah depending on what area you go to yeah. yes yes in a way in a way but yeah i think that a lot of a lot of people have that like Southern charm. They're just very welcoming and accepting of you. So I definitely got that like firsthand. So you being the oldest, the oldest child, right? Um, how was that like? Were, were you the nice big sister, the mean one? Were you punking everybody? How was it? How were you? You know, let me just say thank you for doing your research. Of because, course, of course. <laughs> because I love that. I love yeah. all these questions. Um, yeah, being the first daughter is... I think one of the hardest things, um, especially being like first generation living in, you know, the States, it's kind of like a lot of work. I think that I helped my parents a lot with my siblings. I kind of had to like grow up fast. I had to get like my driver's license. I had to make sure that they were fed. I had to take them to school. So it was a, lo a lot of like pressure, I want to say, but I think that it helped me a lot with like my growth you know i think that like i was able to mature fast and just learn a lot at a very early age but yeah it was it was a little challenging it uh, definitely was that's great now the million dollar question so how old were you when you realized that you were blessed with the amazing voice how did that come about yeah so that actually was like when i was like i want to say like six or seven um so like in first grade or kindergarten they would teach us like lullabies and stuff. And I remember that there is a song called Bluebird. And 
I was singing it one day at home and my mom was like, wait, hold up, sing that again. Yeah. And she was like, wait, that actually like sounds good. Like you actually have like a pretty decent voice. And so um, during that time, she kind of wanted to put me into like a talent agency, which I kind of did for a little bit, but then it got really expensive and my parents had more kids. So it was kind of like hard for me to continue it. But yeah, it all started when I was like six or seven. Do you still, do you still remember that melody? I think, I think it's like, Bluebird, bluebird, through my window. Bluebird, bluebird, something like that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of. I don't, I don't really remember it too much. I have to go back and listen to it. So you know, you realize that that you have an amazing voice. Obviously, your mother sees it. Um, right after that, do you continue to sing more often now? Yeah. So like after that, I kind of just started like singing. I, I didn't really take it like seriously um i think that i was like kind of like a, a little discouraged with like just like financial stuff and then i don't know i just was in my head a lot and i was i think growing up i was very insecure i wasn't like as confident so i feel like that was definitely built within the years but i never really took singing seriously like i would do covers every now and then, but it wasn't something that I was like, okay, I'm going to pursue. I think the reason for that also is because my parents were very like, you need to get your education. You have to make sure that you have a degree, something to like fall back on. And that kind of like got in my head too. And, you know, I just really started focusing on like education. And so I, I just didn't really like, I guess I could have gotten like a degree in music, but I just chose a different route. Wow. So even though even though you had a voice, you weren't really flaunting your voice like in middle school or high school. No, you were keeping it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I, there was like a few friends that would like call me out like sing, sing. And they would like put me on the spot. But like I said, I was just I was a very like shy, insecure little girl. So I never really like showed it. Let's just say let's just say you could uh, you could go back in time. Right. Or let's just say maybe there's a, a shy, insecure girl now. Yeah. And she could sing, but, you know, I get she's she's keeping it from the world. What's your best advice to your younger self? And I would just say, if God give it to you, if God gave it to you, use it. You have it for a reason. And that awkward stage or whatever you may be feeling is going to go away. It's just about bringing that out and seeing like how people react and you know, some people will, will not like it and some people will. But if you love it, you just got to keep doing it. Keep doing it. Don't let it get to your head. And it's never too late also. So I'm pretty sure, you know, like I said, you're a singer. So it was easy for you to gravitate towards music. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Growing up, you know, middle school, high school era, what are some artists that you're playing? What's Oh, that's a good question. I think that I had like a mix of different things. So like my mom listened to a lot of like, a lot of reggae, like so Bob Marley. My dad listened to like a lot of Mexican, like uh, Juan Sebastian, you know, like Pepe Aguilar, so a lot of stuff like that. But also like me, I think that I initially gravitated towards R&B. So I listened to a lot of like Usher, you know, oh, a lot of Mario, a lot of like early to yeah, early 2000s, 90s types of R&B music. So that's kind of like what I naturally gravitated but I listen to a lot of like classical too. I listen to a lot of oldies and I don't know. I just, I really took interest in like all types of genres. Yeah. All types of genres. You know, what's so crazy. Like me, um, anybody that's blessed with a voice, I don't want to say I envy them because that sounds a little bit like messed up, but <laughs> 
I just think that it's it's amazing to be able to sing. Like yeah. I I'm, I'm so jealous. I will say that because I remember being young and I remember um that's when the uh, Gender Wine came out. Differences, right? Yeah. I was a little kid, but I was singing my heart out. You know, as <laughs> as if my dad is watching, he'll tell you guys I was singing my heart and soul out, right? Hoping that I was able to sing, even yeah. even um even in high school, right? Maybe it's the reason why we lost every football game. But the only every time. <laughs> Every time for me to get pumped up, as opposed to listening to rock or hip hop, I was yeah. listening to R and B. Can you believe that? But I love it. But again, it's because I don't know. It's something about hearing somebody else sing. It, it just puts me in a in, in a right mind. Like yeah. I don't know. I, I could yeah. be wrong, right? But um, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah. I feel it. So uh, so yeah. So you know, um, talk to me about about like what are what are some covers that. That when do you take singing seriously? Because I know you went to college, you know, like I said, mm -hmm. you majored in, in, in journalism mm -hmm. and then also Spanish as well. Yeah. But, you know, that didn't work out for you. And when was it till you say, you know what, it's time it's time for me to, to really fly my voice. So once I moved back to L.A., it was like end of 2018. Um, that's when I started to kind of like look for a job down here. Um, so luckily and thankfully, I had my godparents down here in L.A. They live in like BP and they were letting me stay there for free up until I was able to get on my feet and, you know, get my own place. And so during that time, I was working at a college called UEI College. It's like a trade school. They have them kind of scattered everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I was working front desk and I remember thinking to myself like, wow, like, am I even going to get the opportunity to work on TV? Like, but I just did something in the meantime so I could save up and, you know, get an apartment. And so during that time, I was like, you know what? I'm in L.A. Might as well just, you know, start doing covers. Right. And posting them on Instagram. And so I remember that I posted, I think it was Killing Me Softly, like a, a cover of it on Instagram. And one of the professors he came up to me, you know, we became friends and he added me on Instagram and he's also like a background actor. His name is Mike Valdez. He's amazing. And he was like, you know what, Miha, like I'm going to plug you in. And I didn't think anything of it, to be honest, because, you know, sometimes people just say stuff, you right. know, right. Without any like meaning behind it. But he was serious. He was like, I'm going to plug you in. He's like, I think that you got it. And so one day he was doing a video shoot with Danny Trejo. And um, I guess he told Danny about me or he showed Danny the video of me singing. And Danny was like, wow, like she's good. He was like, call her up right now. And so this was this was during COVID, right? Um, he calls me. And at first I'm like, who is this? Like, who's calling me? And then he was like, this is Danny Trejo. And I'm freaking out in my head because I'm like, is this real life? Like, is this really happening? And he was like, you know, like, I really like your voice. I would love to meet you. And I was like, all right, Danny, like, let's do it. And so it didn't happen until like a year after and I was, let me just say, I was very persistent with texting Danny because he gave me like his personal number. And he was like, um, he was like, just text me, you know, like, let's meet up. Da, da, da. But yeah, so like COVID happened and it was just very strict during that time. But every holiday I would text Danny like, hey, Danny, like Merry Christmas or yeah. Happy New Year's. You know, I didn't want him to forget about me. Yeah. And so it was like this one day where he was like, Miha, like, come to the cantina right now. I have baby Bash here with me. I have like a producer here with me. He was like, we, we want to meet you. So 
I was like, yeah, I'm going to go right now, right now. I'm on the way. And so <laughs> I get to the canteen on Hollywood and Vine. I don't know if you guys have ever been, but it's really good. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because yeah. he's my boss. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I get there and I just remember like so many emotions coming through me because, you know, it's not just Danny Trejo, but it's also Baby Bash. And it's like some of the writers and, and producers. And I'm just like, what? But then I sing to him at the cantina and Danny's like blown away. And then Bash kind of like talks to me and, you know, he tells me like his opinion. He's like, yeah, you're like really good. Da, da, da. And so ever since that day, like Danny kept in contact with me up until I signed and I signed July of 2021. So. Congratulations. That's Thank that's pretty you. dope. Thank Talk to you. me. How was how was that drive as, as you were like, what were you feeling driving over there? Man, that felt like. The shortest, longest drive, if that makes sense, <laughs> because I was like, I was so excited, but I was, I was also like so nervous and so scared because I was like, you know, like so many like thoughts running through my head, like what if they don't like me or what if they do, and you know, like all all of these like what ifs. But I think ultimately I was just like really happy and excited, and it kind of felt like surreal. It didn't feel real. Yeah. Until like kind of like a few days later, I, I kind of like process it. Like, okay, yeah, that like actually happened. Like this is happening. So now, what does that do to your soul, knowing that you you you're you're impressing Danny Trejo, also Baby Bash, and in other words, I mean, you pretty much you did what you had to do. You amazed them. Now for them to tell you that you're good. I'm pretty sure you already knew that, of course, like, you're, <laughs> or like, what did that do to you? I think that like a part of me knew that, but I think that like it was more so like confirmation, like, OK, maybe I am good, you know, but like just it coming from the greats. I think that that was like one of the biggest motivations for me to keep going. I think that it was just like, I don't know, God sent me sent me these people to you know, kind of motivate me because I was also like at a very low point in my life during that time. And so that kind of just like it like rejuvenated me. I felt like a new person. I was like walking around different even. I was like, it was just different. But yeah, in the best way, like it just felt so good. It felt so good. So what exactly was that song that you sang to Danny Trejo? Killing Me Softly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I ever heard that song. I don't think anybody here has heard it either. The would Fugees? You, would you, can, you, can you give us a little sample maybe? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me take a little Let's sip of water. See, okay. <laughs> I don't think I heard that song. What about you guys in the live chat? Let's see. Have you guys heard that song? <laughs> We're about to find out right now. Okay. So let me start. I heard he sang a good song. I heard he had a style And so I came to see him And listen for a while And there he was, this young boy A stranger to my eyes Strumming my pain with his finger Singing my life with his words Killing me softly with this song, killing me softly with this song. I'm like that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. You're definitely talented for sure. Thank That's you. That's without a doubt. I could Thank really see you. why he signed you for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Thank now, you. Now for sure. Now, okay. Um, does 
like ever like getting your heart broken or being in love does that help you sing a little bit better oh yeah i'd be like singing my heart out yeah <laughs> it's like i think that like that's one of like the toughest emotions to go through so it's like when i sing i think that it's partially like a part of me you know like me sharing like my journal or, or a diary to the world so being heartbroken definitely pushes me to like get that out yeah so are you who are you thinking about every time you sing <laughs> well now i'm like in a relationship now <laughs> oh, but like okay, okay. during my my heartbroken phase i was yeah. like you know i was like straight out of like a very long-term relationship and now when i when I be singing, I just be, I guess, just like thinking about like sad moments if I have to sing a, yeah. a sad song. Oh, okay. How about talk to me about what's what's the process like whenever you create a song? You know, um, or do you do you like to write your, your own music or? Yeah, yeah. Um, so like the label that I'm under, we do like oldies with like a modern twist. So I don't really write those types of songs. I think that I'm more of like an R&B writer but I'm slowly transitioning into like R&B. So the unreleased stuff is written by me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's great. Now. So back to Long Beach, when I first, the first time that I ever heard you sing again, I seen you with Twixie mm -hmm. and her name, what was her name again? Tara. Tara. Yeah. So by the looks of it, you guys seem like you guys were a group. Is, yeah. Is, is that still going no, on? No, 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 no. We were never like a group. So we're just like signed individually under Trejo's label, but Twixie is no longer under that label. So she's kind of like independent. So now we have a new artist. His name is Coda the Barber. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. He's very dope. So talented. He's a dope songwriter as well. Tara is too. Um, but yeah, so we're all like individual artists. So we all kind of have like our own little style going oh, okay. on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, somewhere in my vault, I have a, amazing video you're, you're the one singing and like you guys are all dancing together oh so, really yeah i do oh, have that man i don't even remember yeah i don't even remember yeah uh you were singing uh, i think it was your single um at the time shoot but yeah i had the video but yeah but anyway so now okay now like every time you perform because i've seen you you perform in front of a lot of people mm -hmm. i've seen that multiple times you know and everything that you post you ever get nervous still yeah, we actually just had a show with Bash last weekend in Lancaster. And man, the people of Lancaster showed up like they were lit. They, it was a really, really, really great time. And there was a lot of people. I did not expect that many people at the show, but the feedback was amazing. The people were amazing. It was such a great time. But yeah, long story short, I still get nervous because I remember like going on stage that night i was like dang like do i even got this but i kind of just let it like come out of me and then it kind of like the nerves kind of go away i think it's like a little roller coaster it's like the anticipation the what, worst. what are some things you like to do before you perform um i like to stay hydrated <laughs> and i like to listen to songs that kind of like pump me up um i've been listening to like as of lately a lot of like travis scott he released like his oh, okay. new album yeah so i've been listening to a lot of like travis and um i used to listen to like doja cat a lot like, i think that she had a like a lot of like uplifting type of music um yeah like stuff like that just something that gets me like pumped oh okay um being that you you lived in texas 
How about country music? Do you like to listen to that a yeah, lot? Yeah, I do like country actually. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, I do. I I like like older country better though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like uh, I, used, she, I used to think it was trash until I heard Tennessee whiskey. That's probably like the only one that I played. <laughs> like Chris Stapleton. Yeah, that's oh, the yeah, only he one. Kills it. I was like, okay, that's he kills decent. it. He kills it. Yeah. yeah, he's dope. There's a lot of great. I love me some Carrie Underwood. She'd be singing her pipes out. I'd be like, yes, girl. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> so the same the same way how you transitioned from being 10 years old to moving to Texas and obviously missing L.A. When you went from Texas to Los Angeles, did you feel the same way? And did you or are you missing Texas? You know what? I think that like. I was very homesick, especially because I didn't have like my immediate family and I still don't. But I think that I learned to just fall in love with L.A. again. Um, I think that like the people that I surrounded myself with kind of like brought L.A. to life for me again. Like they just they would show me around. They would take me to new places, places that I had never like been to before. And I just I completely fell in love with it again. So, yeah, I just I was a little scared at first, but I'm here now and I'm I'm loving it. For sure. What are some things that you miss from Texas? I think mostly like my family and friends. I think that's like really about it. Like the weather sucks. <laughs> the weather sucks. Sorry to the people that are from Texas watching. But yeah, it's like very humid. There's a lot of mosquitoes. Um, there's not a lot to do in Texas. You know, we have like the mountains here and the beaches and the amusement parks Texas is very limited as far as like what you can do. I think it's more about like the people that you're with. I see. Now being, is, is it difficult being a woman in the music industry? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think that um, it's kind of overpowered by men and like it can get to you in some ways. So it's, it's very like hard in that aspect. Like, um, as far as the, the DMs go, like, what I'm trying to say is, is being a woman, do you feel like um, a lot of guys take you seriously? Do you feel that everybody's trying to do you a favor for a certain reason? I think that, like, yeah, I get a lot of DMs from men that are not very serious for me right now in this part of my life. I feel like, for me, it's kind of like business. So if it doesn't really, like, elevate me in that way, then I'm not interested. So... I think that I get a lot of like, you know, DMs that are kind of like unnecessary and I'm not trying to entertain anything that I'm not, you know, trying to do. So, yeah, there's there is some people that reach out and, you know, in hopes of something else. But I think that I like definitely kind of like cut that off. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, and if that doesn't help, I mean, you have Danny Trejo, right? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure no, he, he said it. that he's ready if, you know, and anybody tries to get in the way, yeah. he's ready. <laughs> Uh, yeah what's the relationship like with you and danny trejo how is he man he's like he's like a an uncle you know he's just like very protective oh my god danny is one of the best people i've ever met in my life and i'm pretty young but i'm not the only one to just say that you know it's like everyone that knows him has nothing but great things to say about danny he's just a very genuine humble down-to-earth guy he makes you feel welcome right away he asks you if you want a picture with him. You know, oh, like sure. that's the type of guy he okay. is. Yeah, no, he's, it's awesome. I just, sometimes I can't even believe it because I'm like, he just be treating me like his family. Like he took me in like, like, you know, like a, like a daughter even. So it's, it's definitely a blessing for sure. That's, that's so dope. Cause although I see him smiling, I mean, he just looks so fucking mean. I don't know if it's, <laughs> yeah. 
It's because <laughs> yeah. of all the movies that I watch. Nah, it's but, the movies. He's yeah. like, he's a sweetheart, man. I would love for you guys to meet him. He's amazing. That's great, though. So right now, do you feel as though you're living out your dream? Because, again, I see you yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You're getting interviewed, you know, everywhere. And you're around a lot of celebrities. Yeah. Talk to me. How does that feel? It does feel like a dream. I think that I'm definitely living the life that I was supposed to. But I think that I'm trying to just sometimes because, you know, you can get discouraged in this industry. I think that like a lot of things can get to you. But ultimately, I feel very blessed and very humbled to be working with, you know, the people that I grew up with you know and and for them to actually like like my stuff and for other people like the new people to actually listen to me and you know actually love it from the bottom of their heart um yeah of their hearts and my heart you know so it's like i don't know it's like it's a feeling that i can't really describe but i'm just ultimately so grateful so so grateful for sure how's how's your parents um are they happy with oh, your yeah. accomplishments no yeah they're like my biggest fans like my mom you can't tell her anything like she literally posts me all the time. Every time I meet somebody, she's like, she's a singer. She's a singer at her on Instagram. Like literally, she's like my biggest cheerleader. But yeah, I think that my parents are very, very, very excited and happy and proud of me. That's good. So yeah. um, what are your goals and aspirations before the year ends? Uh, man, that's a tough question. I feel like I have so many, but. I think one of my biggest ones is probably releasing like another like music video for one of my um, songs that are going to be released soon. Actually, I'm releasing an album um, on August 25th. So I'm very excited for that. So I, I think my next goal is to just have a few like more music videos and write more songs, R&B songs. That music video that you just dropped recently, it was amazing. I swear, from the beginning <laughs> to the end, yeah, Thank I you. like uh, Danny Trejo got down, you know, and also the the, the little dude is pretty dope <laughs> yeah. as well. He's yeah. so cute. He's yeah. so cute. Yeah. yeah, that was a great time. That was a great time. Shout out to the whole team for making that happen. That was such a a great day. <clears throat> it was like a long day, but. Um, I think that it was worth it and I'm glad that you enjoyed it and I hope everybody else did. Nah, of course, of course. You know, like I said, I'm pretty sure everybody sees the talent and they hear they hear the amazing voice, you Thank know. You. Thank definitely. you. Thank you. That's great. So talk to us about uh um so you said August twenty fifth you have another single dropping? An album. Oh you have an album. Yeah. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So it's called Infinite Love. Um and it's it's it has a few covers in it and a few originals. Um, I'm very excited because it's my first album ever. Um, but for it to just be under like Danny's label, that makes me even like more excited. But yeah, it's it's a total of eleven songs, I believe. So being released on August 25th, which is like in a week from now, I want to say. Yeah, so it's I'm 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 really excited. I hope that yeah. it gets like really good feedback. I I hope people mess with it and they listen to it. And, was it was it difficult choosing these eleven songs? Um, kind of because I wanted to be like in theme with love. It's like very like romantic songs, very like uplifting songs. So yeah, I think that it was a little hard to choose, like not putting something that's like sad or anything like that. I wanted it to be strictly romantic. So yeah. yeah. That's great. So um, you think right now being in love, like you say, you are being in a relationship. I mean, obviously that that helps out a little bit more, right? Being able to to sing these love songs. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's like a my expression of how I feel in the moment, you know. So I think it helps. How often do you sing to your man? 
Um, actually, I don't really sing to him wow. now that I think about it. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that he's so used to it because he goes to like all my shows. Oh, okay. So I think that maybe I should sing to him though. I think he needs a little. I think so. A little solo moment. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe he feels jealous. Who knows? Have, have you asked him? <laughs> no, I haven't. No. But I'd be asking him to sing for me, and he'd be saying no. So. Oh, he could sing as well. No, he can't. Oh. But still. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I would love to hear it. Nah, yeah. yeah. That's that's cool. But you know what's so crazy? So, like I told you before, um, I wish that I could sing. Yeah. I really do. Like I said, if if I could sing, I'll I'll speak to everybody singing. But you know what's so crazy? So tell me why I have I'm blessed with two beautiful daughters, right? And um my firstborn, my oldest, tell me why the little girl could sing. Really? I swear. Kind of so it's kind of the same thing. Like you said, all these, I mean, you know what. Being a girl dad, I've watched every Disney movie, every princess movie. I, I know it all, right? Yeah. So um, constantly, you know, I hear them sing and sing. And it's crazy because, like, kind of like you said, how your mom, you know, um, same yeah. thing. You know, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shoot, wait, wait a minute. That note was a little bit too long. <laughs> like, that sounded a little bit too good. Yeah. You know? Like, so, say that again. Run that back. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So it, it's so crazy. Like, um, it's it just so real to me how I wish I could sing now. God bless me with a daughter that could sing. So, yeah. you know, I, I really hope that, that, you know, we could take it far as well. Man, I hope so, too. I'll be praying for that because, you know what? Like, I think that if God gives you something, it's for a reason. Yeah. So if she loves it, all I ask is, like, to fully support her. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Without a doubt. That's why yeah. I'm asking. Like, I know you said that that you were kind of a bit shy. You know, mm -hmm. you didn't you didn't mm -hmm. want to. You didn't want to. Um, flaunt yeah. your talent so yeah. that's what I'm trying to tell her every day you know like I wish I hope she's singing at school because that's that's pretty much what I want her to yeah, do yeah like some exposure yeah. for her friends to know yeah. yeah sometimes it might be like at the place at the right time you know some someone may like hear her and be like oh wow like no let's do something with that no nah, definitely definitely yeah. that yes for sure so um let me see uh what I was gonna say so you're not a cowboy fan right you say I'm not really like a sport person, to be honest with you. Yeah. I will say that maybe I am, but also like maybe I might be a Rams man because yeah. I know Danny's like the uh, biggest Rams man. Yeah. And that's very like, <laughs> so if I'm talking to him, I'm a Rams fan. If I'm talking to you, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, for sure. That's cool. So, yeah. And I know you say your, your father just like strictly soccer, right? Yeah, yeah. My dad is like a huge like Mexico fan. My dad is from Guanajuato. Oh, okay. So he'd be like repping that. But um, yeah, I kind of like grew up watching soccer a little more. I think that's like really the only sport that I watched growing up other than like football when I would go to like football games in high school. But um, yeah, I love I love um, the Mexico team. I have a big fat crush on Ochoa. Ochoa. <laughs> yeah, so here's this hi <laughs> yeah. but in but in, in in texas in texas football is isn't there like a religion out there as it far is as high school football? yeah yeah friday night lights um so when i went to high school in mesquite texas um football was like the the place to be at on a friday yeah. night oh, on okay. a friday night it would get crazy but it was so much fun i still don't understand it i don't know what was going on yeah but it was a good time that's cool in your class of what i'm class of 2014 which it's almost going to be 10 years. <laughs> okay. So you are a 96 baby. Yeah. I'm a 96 baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I'm about to be 27. So I'm like, Grandma right here. 
I'm getting nah. up there. I'm just kidding. I'm class of 2012, so don't worry about it. Okay, you're yeah. two years older yeah. than me. Mm-hmm. So you're what, 28, 9? 29. So I'm going to turn 30, and honestly, I'm sad. I'm heartbroken. I don't want to be 30. No, 30s are the new 20s. Yes, I hope so. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's telling me, but nah, seriously, like you said, I mean, it's true what they say, you know, time goes by so quick, you know, um, I feel like yesterday I was 21, now I'm 29, gonna turn 30, yeah. and, uh, you know, I, I hate to sound like an asshole, but I just, like I said, it's just scary to me, you know? To no, I get it, I get it, it's like a new chapter of life, right? But I think that it's like what you make of it, so I'm kind of scared, but not at the same time, because I know that it's still kind of like young, I don't yeah. know, to me it is. How do you feel about now that you see rappers from Texas blowing up? Um, I mean, I'm not saying that they weren't popular back then when you were growing up in Texas, because I I know SPM, that's a name that's that lives forever, right? But now that you see Mexican OT and um, Peso Peso and all these artists from Texas blowing up, yeah, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel proud. Like shout out to the people that are like making like new styles of music, even you know, and like making it work and blowing up. Like it's a great way to represent Texas. So I love that for them. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Would you ever collab with any of them? Yeah, for sure. I think that I'm open to like any any genre of like music. To be honest, like I think that I'm getting more into like banda recently. So oh, okay. I, I kind of want to like experiment with that a little bit. Do a little like reggaeton. Like I yeah. would love to do what like Carol G's doing or yeah. like Becky G or like Cali Uchi. She has like a really cool like R and B Spanish style that I really love. So yeah, I definitely be open to collabing with anybody how do you feel when you see artists like um i'm not trying to throw no shade but like let's just say somebody like like jenny 69 right yeah that suddenly she's she's on multiple tracks yeah she um, is. and you know somebody i'm not saying that she, she doesn't have talent what i'm trying to say is somebody that has a voice like yourself seeing an artist blow up like that does that make you feel any type of way i think that there's like room for everyone in the industry and she's kind of doing something different i think that it's like brave of her to like try out music you know i give her like major props for experimenting and making it work you know despite of like all the feedback that i got she's still doing it you know and she blew up for it so i i'm i love that for her you know if she's happy keep doing it girl yeah (laughs) you know there's gonna be haters and there's gonna be lovers so it's like It is what it is. Regardless, you got to do you. Yeah, you got to do you at the end of the day. For sure. So right now, what are who are some artists that you would like to work with here in, in L.A.? Ooh, wait, like specifically L.A.? Or no, like, you know what? Just, just in general. In who general? Are, yeah, who are oh, some my artists? gosh. There's so many. But if I were to name a few, okay, this is like probably like the most random list, but probably like Peso Bluma. Like, I think he's dope. I would love to meet him. I would love to do a song with like Kali Uchis. Like I said, she has like a really cool sound. Daniel Caesar. Um, there's like so many Beyonce. I mean, it'd be crazy to do something with Beyonce. Maybe someday. I don't know. But yeah, I think that like probably those are like top of my head right now. Yeah. Yeah. Not for sure. Travis man. Scott too, actually. That'd be kind of dope. He had Rosalia yeah. in one of his tracks. And I think that was like super dope. Yeah. Now, Travis Scott, he's... He's pretty dope. He's a legend. You know, so is Beyonce, too. She has yeah. so many bangers. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that, that's, that's cool. You know, that's cool. I mean, 
you gotta speak it to existence and so far i mean based yeah. on pretty much your journey i mean that's you pretty much matt has ma you manifest everything you know mm -hmm. i feel as though like yeah i think that you can definitely manifest if there's <clears throat> like work behind everything like consistency i think those are like key elements is consistency the hard work and believing it i think that at that point you're kind of undefeated yeah yeah so what's what's the process like stepping into a booth every time you record you know um how is that like it's um i really love it i, I think it's like my own little like space bubble um, but I do get a lot of help because I love harmonizing. I'm I'm a harmonizer girl. Like I love when a song builds. So my producer Carlos Guillen, he's our um, in-house producer for Trejo's music and Coda the Barber actually. They're in the studio a lot with me, so they're able to help me with like pitches or like runs and stuff like that. So I'm glad that I have that like that like level of comfortness with them because it really helps me when, when I'm in the studio like struggling yeah yeah so it's it feels good it's like a, a release of like emotions right so that's good it's like so, therapeutic oh that's therapeutic for mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. having a bad day just sing some yeah i just sing my heart out yeah <laughs> i'm jealous like i said <laughs> I, yeah. man you know what i think everyone can sing i think that like you can get training for it you think so so yeah so you don't think that it's like a like you don't think how can i explain it to you like it's not just a natural born talent. No, I think that like some people have it when they're born, but I think some people yeah. train for it. Yeah. So I think that like, if you can talk, you can sing. You just, maybe you don't have a, a good voice at first, but I think that you can train it to sound good. So you're saying if, if I keep trying, I can sound like Rick James? <laughs> what's, what's that song? I don't song? know about what's that, that part. <laughs> Rick James, what's that powerful song called? Fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> He sings it with that girl, um, Tina Marie. What's that song? Nah, not Mary Jane. Oh, Fire and Desire, right? Desire. That one. You know about that song? Yeah, I don't really know how it goes, though. But they're always talking. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I'm not really, like, familiar with Rick James too much. You serious? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shame on me. <laughs> they get yeah. on to me about that in the studio, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh... Being that you lived in Texas, now you're in Los Angeles, I gotta ask you, what's up with the food? You you rocking what? Who has better Ooh, Mexican food? Am I gonna get in trouble for this one? <laughs> Who has a better Mexican okay, food? Okay, I'm gonna just say it. LA. LA? LA. When it comes to what? Everything tacos, everything. everything? I mean, LA has like a variety of so many food options. We yeah. got everything here. Yeah. My mom's from Belize. They got Belizean food out here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like they got everything, everything. So I would I would have to say LA. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> because we had an artist. He's actually from San Antonio, Texas. I okay. Don't know, I don't know how far that is from Dallas, but it's pretty like a five hour drive. Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah, six, but eight. but he, he came saying, nah, man, that Texas is where it's at. Something about they have breakfast tacos or whatever. <laughs> okay, they do have breakfast tacos. Yeah. But don't they have that here? Wait, no, they have breakfast burritos, sorry. Yeah. But I think breakfast burritos are better. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But yeah, they do have uh, breakfast tacos. Um, but I, I I still think that yeah. we're beating them. But yeah. for sure, when it comes to the barbecue, Texas got it. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Nah, yeah. for sure. Nah, yeah. I just had to ask that. Like I said, I, I just feel <laughs> as though that's, I don't know. Like, because I mean, there's a lot of Mexicans in Texas as well. So 
I've always wondered, like, mm, you know, who, who got the who got the W there? Yeah, and then it, it becomes like a rivalry bef- uh, between um, Whataburger and In and Out, right? But there's no competition. Let me just say, In and Out got it. In and Out got it. Sorry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's and that's a, it's a sad truth, and I hate it because I mean I can eat like three burgers, and and that's the reason why I gained so much weight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you and i i'm definitely yeah. like a foodie yeah but now you know nowadays i see i see now like a lot there's a lot of mexicans in chicago and new york yes. and and yes. I, I'm, I'm starting to see us everywhere so yeah that's always a question i gotta ask like i wonder who really got the best mexican food i don't know i didn't really get to tr- wait actually i did try the food in um chicago the mexican food which was pretty fire but I, I I must still say LA. I haven't really like explored outside of that too much. So yeah, I don't know. I would love to try like New York Mexican food. That'd be kind of interesting to try, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. That's that's cool. So um um so you have August twenty fifth, you know, your album's coming out. Yeah. Um, how are you gonna celebrate that? You know, I was thinking of doing like an album release party. I wanted to, but I think right now I'm just kind of like crunched on time. So I don't really have time to like plan it out. But I think that night I might just like go out with my girls and celebrate having my first album out. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's so dope. Hey, that's, that's a big flex for real. Yeah. It's, it's a man. I just, I'm just so overwhelmed with gratitude it's kind of crazy and i think that like that translate over it translates over to like new opportunities i think that like when you have a good heart and you are genuinely thankful for the opportunities they just keep coming to you yeah no that's great yeah so um you know before we wrap it up i just want to ask you you know uh, multiple questions kind of give like a quick rundown and um Mm -hmm. yeah so um what's your favorite fruit grapes what's your favorite color pink What's a perfect day for Amora J? Mm. Going out to eat in downtown LA. Tell me, tell me what are what are three important things for a long, like a, a long relationship? Ooh, I think honesty, trust, and loyalty. Yeah. Trust and loyalty. Okay. Um, if you could travel to any other country, what would it be? Country. Mm. Probably Belize because I haven't been there in a while. So I would love to go back and just visit and just see everything from like an adult perspective as opposed right. to like a child one. What's your definition of happiness? Ooh, that's a good question. My definition of happiness. Um, I just, I feel like maybe feeling at peace. Yeah. At peace? Mm-hmm. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? I would love to fly. You love to fly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Then I could feel like a bird. If you could time travel to any era, what other era would it be? Ooh. And I I used to say the 50s, but now I want to say the 70s. 70s? Because it just seemed like they just were having the best time and did not yeah. care. They were on a lot of drugs, but but the music was fire. Earth, yeah. wind, and fire and all them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now well, there it is. Well, I just want to say, you know, Amora J, I really, really appreciate you for coming through. It really yeah. means a lot. Honestly, thank you for having me. No. I had a lot of fun, and thank you for being prepared. <laughs> no, of course, I had to. I had to. Like I said, I'm just trying to step up to the plate. So, you know, I hope I made Gil and everybody proud. 
I, I yeah. think you are. You're making everyone yeah, proud. Appreciate you. But yeah, um, if you want to go ahead and give any shout outs, um, you know, to anybody, you know, anything that you want to promote, go ahead and let let the audience know. Sure. Yeah. So album Infinite Love is being released on all music platforms on August 25th. So stay tuned for that. And if you want to keep up with like upcoming events or like what's going on in my life, follow me on Amora J Official on like every social media platform. So that's A-M-O-R-A-A-J official. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And thank you all for having me. This was amazing. And I can't wait to do it again. Hopefully <laughs> that'd be cool to do it again. Or I can bring like maybe Danny or Coda or Tara or something. Anytime you want to come here, it, it'll always be the doors will always be open for you. Thank you. Even I really if you, appreciate even that. if after the album drops, you want to come back and, you know, play every track. Hey, we're all for it. For Aww, sure. Thank you. Yeah. I might take you up on that. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> appreciate you. With that thank being you, said, guys. I just want to, you know, shout out to the motherfucking Cowboys, baby. Football hey. season is around. So I just want to, you know, represent my team. The Raiders suck. No disrespect to Boo Boo or nothing. But <laughs> I just want to say this. If nobody loves you and the Tories 1 loves you, with that being said, we out, baby.